Perik Yud Mishnehei. In the very first mission of the Mesechta, we learned the principle of Shnayim Sha'asu, which is that if two people perform a malach activity together, generally speaking, they will not be biblically liable for that. This mission further expounds on that principle. Mishnah states, Amotzi Kikar Lerushus Harabim Chai. Mishnah begins with an obvious halacha just to introduce the next case, and that is that if one single person carries a loaf of bread, from Rishus HaYachid to Rishus HaRabim on Shabbos, he will be liable, of course. The Mishnah then states, So it's Yuhu Shnayim Piturim. If two people together carry a loaf of bread on Rishus HaRabim on Shabbos, they're both exempt. For given the division of labor, we can't say that either party executed a complete act of Hotzah, therefore neither party is liable on the biblical level. The Mishnah says, however, lo yochel echel Let's we're dealing with a huge loaf of bread, some other heavy object that would not have been feasible for just one person to carry outside. And the two together, they're able to use the team effort to pick that up from the Rosh and place that down outside the Rosh Rabbim. In this case, chayavim. They will each be liable. For we darshan from the Pasuk that in such a case, where both people are needed, we consider it as if each person committed a complete act of Otsah, so they're both liable. So says the first opinion. However, Rabbi Shimon, Poter, Rabbi Shimon, exempts them even in this case. He does not agree with the Tanakhama's drasha. Rabbi Shimon's understanding, if in the final analysis the Malacha was performed by more than one person, and neither party can be held liable for a Malacha violation. That's his understanding of the Pesukim. Mishnah now moves to another case. Somebody carried a very small amount of food, less than the applicable minimum. So if it's just regular food, then per the Mishnah, per Zayin, Mishnah Dalid, we're talking about less than the volume of a dried fig of food, so less than the minimum for liability. But he transported this thing from one rishus to another in some kind of a vessel. Allah is Pater Afalakli. He is exempt, even though he did carry this container, this utensil, outside into Rishus Rabim. And certainly if he carried that Kli empty out into Rishus Rabim, he would be liable. But here where it contained this small amount of food, he's exempt, even for transporting the Kli. Shehaklit Felalo. For the utensil is halachically nullified to its contents. Meaning, in this case, the person isn't carrying the kli for the kli. Rather, he's transporting the contents, and so the kli in and of itself is a non-factor. Rather, he can only be liable if the contents are significant enough to make him liable. And similarly, as hachai bemita, somebody transported a living person on a bed outside of Raman Shabbos, First of all, we have a principle here called Chai Nosei Asatzma, which literally means a living person carries himself. What it means is that carrying dead weight is not the same as carrying a living being. Now, certainly if one carries a person, the person is able to balance himself, shift his weight in a way that's easier to carry the person. As a result, according to the Tana Mishnah, carrying a living person is not a violation of the Malacha of carrying. But here, he didn't just carry the living person, but carried a bed with the person on it. Yet the mission rules, Pater af alamita. The fact that he carried the bed doesn't make him liable either. Shehamita tfelelo. For the same reasoning as in the previous case, 
He's not carrying the bed for the bed. The bed's there to hold the person. So the bed is a non-factor, being that one is not liable for carrying a living person, he's not liable for any kind of hotzah violation here. However, the Mishnah states, Somebody carried a corpse, so was on a bed, he would be liable. The Mishnah will present the dissenting opinion below. The Mishnah adds, V'chein kezayis min hameis, v'kezayis min hanevela, v'kadasha min hasheret chayev. Also, if the person carried from his house just an olive's portion from a corpse, or from a dead animal, or a lentil's volume of one of the eight shratzim, the point is that all of these are sources of Tumah, so the person is interested in getting the source of Tumah out of his house. And so it's not your classic active carrying in the sense that the purpose is not to get this thing to a specific destination outside of the street, but simply to get it outside of the Rosh It's more of a removing a negative as opposed to producing some constructive result. Nevertheless, the first opinion of the Mishnah rules, Chayev person will be liable for carrying on Shabbos. However, the Mishnah states, Verabi Shimin Poter, Bishimin exempts the person from biblical liability any of the above cases where the purpose, again, is not a constructive one to get this Tumasaur specifically to some destination in the Rosh Rabim, but rather the person's goal was just to get the Tumasaur outside of his Rosh Hashanah It doesn't care where it ends up in the Rosh Rabim. Shimon holds that in such a case a person is exempt, and the terminology we use to describe this case is it's a Malacha She'enet Sricha Lagufa. That is, while he is physically performing the Malacha act, he's not doing the act for the same type of purpose that this act was done in the time of the Mishkan. Let's say they would carry the Krushim with the goal of getting the Krushim to a specific destination. Rishimin argues that this will be exempt under the concept of Malachas Machsheves. This is not considered type of intention required to be liable. And so, biblically speaking, he's exempt. Whereas the Tarakam is of the opinion that even though the goal here was more of removing a negative as opposed to constructing a specific positive result, this does not qualify for any Malachas Machsheves exemption. The fact is he was trying to do exactly what he did, and it is the Malach activity that was done in the Mishkan. Therefore, he is liable according to Tarakama. Tarakama reflects the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. So this is the dispute of Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon as to whether Malachash in Lagufa is liable or not. Rabbi Yehuda holds yes, Rabbi Shimon holds no. And we rule like Rabbi Shimon. And so if a person performs a Malach act, but did so for a totally different type of purpose than it was done in the Mishkan, it's more of a negative purpose, let's say he's digging a pit, not to create the pit, but to get the dirt. But let's say like we have a Mehmet leak and a person puts out the nair, not to create the fuel, but just to save the nair itself. These would all be Malachashia would not make the person biblically liable though, it would still be rabbinically forbidden, even according to Rabbi Shimon.